0: Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco, or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into to another episode of Photo Taco on the Improve Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes of your day with me. In this episode, I'm pulling out a listener question that unfortunately has sat on my list for many months. I hope it's still applicable for the listener. I've taken on a number of topics that I hope have appealed to more advanced photographers over the past few weeks. And in this episode, I want to cover a topic directed a little bit more towards those who might be less experienced. The Facebook group question came from Melanie Rice and she asked, She said, question about upgrading equipment. Started 10 years ago with a Canon 30D, upgraded to a Canon 60D three years ago when photography played a bigger role in my graphic design business. Now photography is becoming my main focus, mainly stock images, fashion, and real estate. Is it time to upgrade again? If so, to what? Can you help me understand the different camera bodies, their main features that set them apart from each other? How do I know for sure what I need? Will all my old lenses be too intermediate for newer, better camera body? Or does that not come into play? Thank you for the time and consideration. All right. So like I said, Melanie, <laughs> thank you so much for the question. I you know I say it at the end of every show, but if you're like me, when you hear those magical keywords that like every podcast uses to close out their show, you immediately reach for your phone and hit the button to move on to the next episode without listening all the way to the end. So I'm going to say it here at the beginning. I love hearing from you amazing listeners and taking time to support this podcast and have you suggest topics for the show. You can do that through the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash where we have a very positive and uplifting community of photographers with thousands of members who often answer questions before I have had time to get to them. Then there's the official Instagram account at Photo Taco that you can message me or tag me on photos and the old school email address, phototacopodcast at gmail.com. If you get that, it will be at the end of the show, just like I do every episode. Okay, Melanie, you are certainly not alone with this question. Not only is it one I hear almost weekly from photographers, but it's a question I'm constantly facing myself as well. If you've listened for a while, you know I shoot currently the Canon 7D Mark II camera as my primary camera, but I started out with the camera Melanie said she owned back when she asked this question in the Canon 60D. Both are incredible cameras. That's kind of the first point I want to make in this episode. I'm going to assume Melanie is contemplating that big jump from a crop sensor body to a full frame body, though I will touch on kind of upgrading from crop sensor to a newer crop sensor at the end of the episode. So the camera body absolutely can have an impact on image quality. Of course it can. There's a legitimate reason pro bodies are so much more expensive than the entry or even prosumer camera bodies. Maybe somewhat similar to kind of the difference between say a minivan and a really fast car like uh, let's say a Ferrari for example. Is that Ferrari gonna be more capable of better handling and faster speeds? Of course it will, but you can only get the most out of that Ferrari when you put a competent driver behind the wheel. Now I'm sure you're gonna hear, I'm gonna hear a lot of argument against this statement, but to Melanie and everyone else who believes that camera is the primary thing holding them back from better photography, let me say I am fully confident any camera From about 2009 and newer is plenty of camera to do almost anything you want to do. Seriously, almost any type of photography is going to do a very good job. Doesn't mean it couldn't get better with a a more fancy full frame body, it could. But that is probably not the single biggest thing limiting you. The knowledge and skill of the person behind the camera has far more to do with the quality of the images produced than the camera body and that photo sensor inside it. That is really what we are about here at Improved Photography. We want to help everyone who has an interest learn how to create stunning images that you can be proud of, having a lot of fun along the way, regardless of the gear you have, or even offering suggestions on less expensive gear that gets the job done very well. In fact, I'm going to throw the ad for this episode in here because it fits so well with this thought. It's an ad for the Improved Photography Retreat 2018. The first ever Improved Photography Retreat was back in 2017, and it was absolutely incredible. I just loved it. Not only for me as a speaker and workshop leader at the event, but I've heard from nothing but positive feedback from those who attended. I liked it so much I did a Photo Taco episode just after getting back that I'll link to in the show notes, where you can hear the top 10 things I took away from the experience, many of which were really big surprises to me. One of the primary goals of the retreat is to provide a fun, hands-on learning experience for all skill levels of photography. So don't feel like if you're a more inexperienced photographer, maybe don't have that full pro-level gear that you can't come and really have a a great time and a big benefit out of this retreat. If you're hearing this episode as it's released in early May 2017, tickets for the retreat are available over at improvedphotography.com slash retreat for just $459. If you are a subscriber to IP Plus or attended the retreat in 2017, you can get tickets for $50 off. Now, there's only 250 total tickets available. And based on the people I've heard from, they're going Fast. I hope you will consider buying a ticket and spending a week nerding out over photography with me and many of the IP podcast hosts and some incredible non-IP photography talent. That's improvephotography.com/slash-retreat to buy your tickets today. So let's get back to Melly's question. She seems pretty convinced that her photography skill has risen to a level where the camera body may be limiting her. You know, I've talked to thousands of photographers over the years, and I'm convinced that a significant majority of photographers feel like they are at the point well before they've actually got there. Remember at the top of the show, I made the statement that even entry level cameras from eh, about 2009 are more than enough to produce high quality images in the right hands. I personally don't feel like my own skill level is so high that my camera is like the thing limiting the quality of the results the biggest thing limiting my photography, it's me. (laughs) I am loving the journey as I work towards changing that, learning as much as I can about photography. Now there's a very common disease among photographers called gear acquisition syndrome. We call it GAS for short. And I've absolutely suffered from this disease, but I've been fortunate in having the, a hobbyist budget kind of constrain how much the disease can take hold of me. My wife would disagree and say it's taken root really well, but I think it's I've really been able to curb it. And I think the reason for gas is pretty simple. When you first start into photography, almost nobody has a clue about the features and functions of these cameras. You're immediately faced with an impossible decision where you aren't informed or educated enough to make a fully competent decision. You have to decide the manufacturer, you have to decide how much you're willing to invest, and since you don't know if you're going to be good at this or really even like photography, it only makes sense to sort of, you know, dip your toes in the water and start off with an entry-level camera, a very modest investment, and see how it goes. Well, pretty much everyone starts there, It doesn't take long before you hear about more expensive gear. And just like Melanie, you start to think maybe you should invest more heavily in gear in order to get better image quality. In Melanie's case, with like 10 years of photography experience behind her and having done a more minor upgrade once already from that 30D to the 60D, she might be right. She might be ready for that jump into the Ferrari. There'll still be a learning curve to get through it, But it could very well be she's ready for that learning curve. In this episode, I want to share my advice on three things I think a beginner or a hobbyist photographer should consider before making what to me is a significant financial investment in moving up to that pro-level camera body. All right, so number one, master the camera you have. Are you a ninja with the camera you already own? Or are you hoping that if you spend some money on a new pro-level camera, your images are going to magically get better. I highly recommend doing a self-evaluation of just how well you know how to use the camera you already have. One of the biggest differences between a beginner, many hobbyist photographers, and a pro is their ability to use that camera like the tool it is and adapt to any shooting situation they're presented with. They know that camera inside and out. They know every button, every knob, every menu option that they have at their disposal to react to the shooting situation in front of them, to create the image they w- they want, rather than just like lucking out, getting lucky and having it occasionally work out to produce an image that you're happy with. One of the best ways I know of doing that self-evaluation is to go down, go sit down with your camera, go through every button, every knob and every menu and validate that you know the how use the option and when to use the option. This is one of the things that will change significantly going from an entry level or even most prosumer camera bodies to those more expensive pro level bodies. You'll have like an explosion of options. So many more features and functions that are available to you. If you don't really know how and when to use the options you already have today, then maybe upgrading to a camera with even more of them isn't actually gonna help you produce better images. In fact, there's potential that things could get worse. You could get discouraged and and not really know how to even use the, the bigger, more expensive camera. Kind of like you can imagine a newly licensed driver being put behind the wheel of a Ferrari, and how much harder it might be for them to maintain control over that car and not get into trouble. All right, so that's number one. Master the camera that you have. Number two, glass may be a bigger benefit. As Melanie alluded to in her question, there's a very good chance the lenses you have with your less expensive camera body will not work with the Pro camera, or at least you won't get the full potential out of your new Pro camera body without also buying new lenses. Now it's fairly easy to find on the lens the information you need to know if it will work on the Pro level bodies. For Canon, you want a lens that says EF and not EF-S or EF-S. EFS lenses are the line designed to be put on those less expensive crop sensor bodies and they won't even mount to the pro line of camera bodies, meaning you physically can't attach an EFS lens designed to go on the crop sensor bodies and have it work or it won't even attach to the Canon full frame camera body. You can't even screw it onto the camera. Nikon, a little more forgiving in allowing DX lenses, so that's D as in dog, DX lenses that are built for their less expensive crop sensor bodies, and they'll let them mount to their pro level FX bodies. But the cost is that the expensive FX camera you just paid for, it's automatically going to crop the image and take you down to kind of what the lens can provide and you won't get the full benefit of that big photo sensor in your pro-level FX camera with Nikon. So with Nikon, you're looking for FX lenses, and for Canon, you're looking for EF lenses. Clear as mud, right? (laughs) If that doesn't make sense, that's another indicator that you may not be ready to take full advantage of pro-level camera bodies. Just kind of remember that some lenses are not going to work on those pro bodies. Still really good to have this discussion though because you have two options to deal with this. One, make a massive leap all at once and invest in the camera body and three or more pro lenses to go on that body. Something like say a 14 to 24, a 24 to 70 and a 70 to 200 lens. That kind of gets you the full gamut of most focal lengths that you're gonna need for many types of photography. The problem is that's gonna be around $10,000 US if you do that. And sure, you can save some money in buying third-party lenses and bring that number down a little bit, but it's still gonna be a pretty significant investment. Alternatively, you could buy the lenses one at a time and use them on the camera you have. They're backwards compatible for both Nikon and Canon. So you can buy the better glass that's gonna work on the pro bodies and just use them on the camera that you've already got. The benefit being that you can work slowly towards having those lenses you need and only have to buy the more expensive body. Plus, you get to enjoy that higher quality glass with the camera you have. Now I know from personal experience, that the glass makes a tremendous difference in image quality, even on those entry-level camera bodies. Sure, it's a little like putting racing tires that belong in a Ferrari onto a minivan. I don't even know if that's possible, (laughs) but you will absolutely see a big benefit in getting those good lenses and using them with your current camera. So number two, glass may be a bigger benefit. Number three is technique, and, and I get it. It is so tempting to look at new gear. We talk about gear a lot on the Improved Photography Podcast. Most of the Improved Photography Podcast hosts are professionals who use professional gear and you want to replicate their results and so you're very tempted to, to get the same gear they have. With a few exceptions, the photography world does a terrible job balancing discussion about gear with other important aspects of photography and technique being perhaps one of the most important of anything. I think we like to lie to ourselves, and think the problem is not in our technique. We hope that we can buy our way to creating stunning photos. We don't want to admit it's our own skill that's lacking. We just want to believe it's that inferior technology we're holding in our hands that's preventing us from producing the results we really want. And this may be the very biggest piece of advice I have for you as you're making this choice, Melanie. Consider taking the money you would have invested in a new camera and applying it to a workshop, video training, or professional portfolio review to improve your technique. When photographers ask me what camera they should upgrade to, I ask them if they've done that and nearly all of them say they haven't. Most of them add that the reason they haven't, at least in part, is because they feel like they need that professional gear in order to make the most use of any of those options to improve their technique. That's just backwards thinking. Sure, you may need to rent a lens. Uh, If you're going to a wildlife workshop, for example, you're not gonna be able to take a wide angle lens, walk up to the animals to take their picture. You're gonna need that long focal length. And so you may have to rent a lens to put on your camera. But if the workshop is any good, then the instructor should be able to help you get just as much out of it with your entry level camera as you could get with a pro level body. And the money spent on that is far more likely to improve your photography Than seeking it into a new camera body. Hopefully those three things of mastering your camera, getting good glass and working on your technique will help you to figure out if you're truly at the point in your photography journey where investing in that full frame camera is going to make a big difference. Now, what about those of you listening who know there's no question that it's not the camera? (laughs) That's not the problem. You need to work on those three things. Is it still worth it maybe to consider an upgrade from one crop to another? Well, I think the advice is still largely the same. Those three things are gonna be more meaningful than even upgrading from one crop to another. In fact, the sensors inside the camera bodies, they may actually be identical for many years. The only differences between the models being some physical buttons that will give you like faster access to menu options, And then there are some menu options that are simply not available on the least expensive of the the crop sensors. And if you spend a little more money on a crop sensor, then you might get some. Certainly possible, one of those options may be meaningful to your photography. I did a photo talk episode a few weeks prior to this one where I talked about the autofocus micro adjustment feature or AFMA, and that's one of those that could have an impact. It could very well make sense a lot of sense in some cases to sell your current camera, make a fairly modest investment in a newer or upgraded crop sensor body in order to get some of those features. So the question then that Melanie may have, if this was her situation would be, well, how do I know? How do I know if one of those, what those features are and if it's one that matters to me? And I I considered trying to walk through the canon line, explain kind of the different models, what's in them. Boy, that would be a whole episode all into itself. And the information would be very dated as soon as I provided it. So rather than do that, it's better to teach a man to fish. So using Google, because Google knows all, is a really good way to go about this. And you can kind of see then what the differences are. I do this very regularly. As I'm answering specific questions, then I'll go, I don't usually remember off the top of my head, exactly every feature that's in every camera. I know, silly me, but that's not information I'm making sure I capture. So I Google is, is there, it's available, and it does a really good job. So for example, for Melanie in particular, The Canon 80D is probably the the newest version of the crop sensors that she could consider if she wanted to stay in the crop sensor line. And so you could do a comparison by searching Google for Canon 60D versus Canon 80D ADD sounds like a different thing, but 8080 d and you'll get back several websites that have head-to-head comparisons. And then you can learn about the feature differences between them. If you don't know what the features do, then, you know, check to see if there's a photo taco episode on the topic. So again, another Google search, photo space taco, and then the feature name and see if I've done an episode on it. If I hasn't, you can certainly ask me to you can certainly uh, give me a question and see if I can do one. It may take a while, so don't wait for me for sure. But I would love to have these topics uh, suggested and see if it's something that I can get into the show. Now, the other thing, the other reason to consider it, of course, could be the sensor itself. It may have been upgraded too, which in the specific case of the 60D versus the 80D is the case. A brand new sensor was introduced with the 80D, and it was one it's one that's supposed to be quite a bit better i have not had hands on to know i did have i do have hands on with the 60d we still shoot that as a second body and i'd love to upgrade my 60d to an 80d but i still think those three things are more important than in any upgrade in sensor technology in fact you can really kind of consider the jump to full frame is just a massive jump in sensor technology over what the would be if you upgraded to another crop sensor so not that you wouldn't benefit from a newer crop sensor in the 80D over the one you have in the 60D, because you probably would. And who doesn't love to get a new toy? But I'm just firmly convinced those three things will do more for your photography. All right, so that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show, like I mentioned at the top, facebook.com group slash photo taco in our Facebook group. Through Instagram by messaging at phototaco podcast or through email where the address is phototaco podcast at gmail.com. I've had a lot of listeners sending me email lately, lots who don't do Instagram or Facebook, and they're really glad that there's an email option. No question is too basic or complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer to the question, I'll see about bringing an expert guest on the show to go through it, and we'll make sure we tackle it. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. There's Portrait Session, Tripod, Latitude, and of course, improve photography. And then, of, it, never should you go a day without visiting the mothership and <laughs> making sure that you help us with the thing that makes all of these podcasts possible. Heading over to improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles. It's the best way to improve your photography. Music photo expressed on this program by independent host, guests, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views of improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned.